You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Inside of building long game businesses, there are twists and turns, new ideas, new products, and sometimes even new directions. And at times, it can feel like we are starting all the way back at zero again when we're implementing one of these new items. And my guest today knows all about it. After being let go during the COVID-19 pandemic, Ben Albert went from zero to hero in under a year, when in less than a year, without any pre-existing clients or leads, he built his business from scratch and completely replaced his income. Ben is now the owner of Balbert Marketing, LLC. He is also the curator of the Real Business Connections Network, where he hosts five podcasts. But... He's a regular dude, and he's just got an irregular vision. So we're talking today about the zero to hero concept. And for everyone listening, are we ever really starting at zero? You know, not anymore. Even if our idea bank and our bank account runs dry, there's so much more to us. We bring so much to the table. And I wanted to talk about this with Ben because so many of us are in flux at any moment. We can be bringing a new service or offer out to the world. We can be launching a course or even be breaking into a new social media platform. And, you know, when we are doing it, that, that new thing, there's this imagined zero starting line. And the question, how do we get ourselves to hero? Whatever that means for each of us. In long game thinking, what Ben has accomplished in a year seems fast-tracked. And that's why his story is so cool, because he did what he did, replacing his income in a year, but it's how he did it. That's where the depth comes in. From believing that what he wanted to create was possible, to the business basics that he put into place to build his new direction. It really is always about the business basics. Ben is sharing his CANNED system, C-A-N, with us today. And as Ben says, it's not rocket science, but I could talk about it for 10 hours. And he emphasizes that it is more mindset than anything. And we cover so much in this episode because when you are starting anew, all those feelings come back in, right? That from imposter syndrome to stress. But Ben's easygoing approach will help you move through it all so you can stay on course for what's next in your business. The long game is Zero to Hero with Ben Albert. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, We're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. So my guest today is here to share a really interesting story. Um, You know, after being let go during the COVID-19 pandemic, 
You could say that Ben Albert went from zero to hero in under a year, when in less than a year, without any pre-existing clients or leads, he built his business from scratch and completely replaced his income. Ben is now the owner of Balbert Marketing LLC, and he's also the curator of the Real Business Connections Network, where he hosts five podcasts. So once an underdog, he's now a successful entrepreneur, and he's passionate about helping other underdogs achieve their dreams. So one thing I want to explore with Ben here today is talking about that concept of going from zero to hero. So welcome, Ben. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. It it sounds great when you give the short version and you don't talk about the scars. Yes, totally. Well, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, here we're all about the long game, right? And I believe that's what we're building, long game businesses. But I really love this concept that you have of, you know, the zero to hero. And I want to address it because so many people in their businesses they're going into new areas or they're launching new offers or launching digital courses and memberships or even podcasts. So whatever new area you're moving into, you can apply what we're talking about today, that zero to hero in under a year. So, and I love the fact that not everything has to take 10 years, right? That's appealing in and of itself. (laughs) 100% true. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how this concept came up? You know, like what what happened that brought about the brought about that whole concept for you of moving and starting your own business? Yeah, and zero to hero is such a fascinating concept because we're all starting at zero at some point, as you just mentioned, and sometimes we feel like a zero, like we're in a rock bottom moment. Other times we're doing great but we're at a baseline and we're looking to level up. So we're starting from a baseline and we're still trying to go from good to great. Now I was coming from closer to a rock bottom (laughs) moment, unfortunately. Well, life-changing, life-changing moment, right? (laughs) Life change. And if that's rock bottom, I love it because it was such a blessing in disguise. I don't have to go over what happened during the COVID pandemic that was a collective trauma in one way or another, but I was a sales executive for a corporate marketing firm and we did video production. So we were traveling all across the United States. We had a big partnership, anywhere from California to New York to Florida, everywhere. Well, guess what happens during COVID? No travel, no video, no sales, chargebacks, reasonably so, no fulfillment, do you really want to pay a sales executive who has reoccurring income? So no animosity. I probably would have made this decision if I was the boss. Ben got let go. It was and- the reality for so <laughs> many people, reality. right? It was the reality <laughs> of the situation, right? Yeah, it was such a blessing in disguise because without going into every specific detail, Every Monday morning, I was taking a self-prescribed Xanax. I did not have a prescription, but I was struggling. I was binge drinking on the weekends. Monday, I could barely get through the day. So I was taking a self-prescribed Xanax to get through my Monday morning meetings. And I would have told you, I had a mask on, and I would have told you, I'm doing great. I love where I work. Take a look at the building I work at. Take a look at the view but I was freaking miserable. So then I got 
humbled in the fact I got let go. And that's where the starting from zero began. What do you do next? And what I actually did was got on LinkedIn, wrote up a new like cover letter and redid my bio and tried to get hired. Now, right, because that's drink- the natural <laughs> first thought. I'm moving from one thing laterally to the next, right? And the thing is, I was getting in my own way. Like the the best metaphor I can give is that I see my North Star, but I'm running backwards looking at it. So I'm applying for jobs, but I have a drinking problem. I'm trying to get a new role and like be positive, but I'm overeating and binging Netflix. So I was in a really bad spot and on a whim, in part because I didn't have a job, (laughs) I leaned into something I loved. I had started a music podcast in 2016 and I kind of realized that Music Ben was literally non-essential. There was, it was just depressing. There was no live music. There was no entertainment. That whole industry got shut down. But Music Ben was also a late night party animal that was going to live a younger life if he kept going in that direction. So <laughs> I decided to redefine myself, become Business Ben. And Business Ben still loves all the same things. Still loves podcasting, still loves connecting, marketing background, loves to promote and amplify a good thing. But instead of a music podcast, started a business podcast, started hyper local in my hometown of Rochester, New York, and just started networking with the locals as I launched Balbert Marketing My Business. And, you know, in just about a year, completely replaced that sales executive income. I just broad stroked over a lot of stuff there, but I just got started. I just started surrounding myself with people that I wanted to be more like, and it led to a small amount of success. And I'm I'm humbled and excited about it. And you say you broad stroked over it, but really the important piece in that story is that it's possible. It's possible to start over. It's doable. And you just really have to apply yourself in these ways. Because I really find that even though you had some struggles, you had that mindset where you were like, all right, I'm going to go on this idea. I'm going to use the skills that I have. And a lot of us are in that same position, whether we're bringing in new services to offer. You know, we get jazzed about something and you can apply what you already have to that. And that's really what I want to get out of this conversation is bringing it to people that that the opportunity is there. You can create your own opportunity with your own ideas and really have that be fruitful. And it doesn't need to take forever, you know, and it's about that mindset piece. So even the minutia in the middle, we'll get to some of that and some of your your approach and your methods there. But really, it's about recognizing that you can do that for yourself. You can do it. And I, I agree that you don't, it doesn't have to take forever, but it probably will take longer than you expect at the same time. Well, You're that's not going to just. Long game is, you know. Exactly. And you're not going <laughs> to just snap your finger. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. and we won't go into the whole backstory, but the short version is everything that happened had prepared me for that moment. All of my learning, all of my training, all of my work in corporate, all of my messing up, all my self-study prepared me 
So it's not like I just became a hero overnight and I'm still not a hero. I'm still working on it, really. I love what you say. I've read somewhere that you said there is no key to success. It's a combination lock. And each and every one of us has our own unique combination. And, And, you know, that just goes in support of what you were just saying that, you know, we've got to find it within ourselves. Yes, you know, we know it's a long game. I don't profess here like magic solutions. But again, you're going to talk to us too about some of the ways and some of the methods that you utilized so that you were able to move a little quicker. But you had that long game knowledge. You had Mm. that unique combination that you just had to pull together. Amen. And to expand on that just slightly, one thing you're incredible at is kind of extracting the creative, unique, like your clients, they already have so much going for them. They don't always need a new strategy. They might already have it within them. You extract that out of them, similar to a fingerprint, similar to the padlock. We all have a unique fingerprint. That's why they take it when we get in trouble. (laughs) So if you have a unique fingerprint, that means you have a unique DNA code. That means you are unique and special just in that. So the question is, what is your combination? What is your creative approach? And how can you implement some of the essentials with your creative approach to do something that's never been done before because you're doing it? I love that concept of looking within, right? Yeah. You know, we tend to so much look for answers. What's that person doing? I want to follow them. Really, what you've encapsulated is look within yourself and find your own unique combination, your own strengths, your own creativity, your own ideas. You know, I always think it's good, though, to share the ideas and be exposed to what other people do because that sparks something within us, right? And when you take that and apply it to what you have going on. So, all right. So it didn't just happen. It wasn't magical. It actually took a whole year, but you had a foundation of sales, of of how industries worked. You had previously podcasted. So you had some existing resources that you pulled upon. But then you also created some new concepts through your own trial and error. So let's talk about one in particular, your CAN system. And you know, this is really us getting into the how, right? Mm -hmm. How did you do this? How did you replace your income in a year? How did you set yourself on a new trajectory? Yeah. So the CAN system is not rocket science (laughs) and I could talk about it for 10 hours. It never is. (laughs) It really is not rocket science. But more than anything, it's a mindset. And there's lots of C's. Create, content, collaborate, connect, and network. So as small business people, we know we need to network. A buddy of mine, Brad Lee, says the more hands you shake, the more money you make. That's true. We want to go out and we want to meet people. We want to get our voice out there. We want to get our product and our services out there. But so many people network in a way that feels self-serving. Have you ever jumped on a call where they ask you a few questions, they smile, you maybe have a little rapport, and then five minutes later, it's a 20-minute sales pitch you never asked for? I've been cornered in person with that as well. <laughs> That's even worse. You're like, I, I'm begging for somebody to come and interrupt us. I'm 
And what's <laughs> crazy is like we let's be realistic. We need revenue, we need sales, or else we don't have a business. That's just the cold hard truth. But people we also know that people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So why am I pitching a stranger? Why don't I find out a way that I can create, collaborate, connect, and possibly even create content with them? I'm a marketer, so I lean into the content and network and create and network, collaborate and network. Where what are we doing right now, Sandra? I don't even know if we can help each other or not. That's not why we're here. No. We're here to connect, mm-hmm. to collaborate create content. But by doing that, we build a relationship, we network, and then we know what it would feel like to work with each other. And even if we can't help each other, we know how to recommend and refer. I know how to refer you because you and I can have an offline conversation on how you can help. And since we've built this relationship, it's easy to build those referral partnerships. So everybody wants sales, referral partnerships, all these things. They even join networking groups so they can have an exclusive slot and be guaranteed those. I like to be creative. I like to create stuff. So I ask, how can I create a network? How can I host a live event? How can I host a virtual event? How can I put out a podcast, a YouTube series? How can I share someone's post and just write, love this post, this is why, this is what I learned from it? How can I listen to a podcast, take a quote, turn the quote into a graphic, say I listened to Sandra's podcast, loved this quote, and then everyone's like, oh my God, thank you for sharing that. I'm just giving ideas for the listener at home. What is your creative spark? And how can you bring someone in with you? How can you be yin to each other's yang? How can you collaborate and network, create and network? And even if you don't get flooded with income overnight, isn't life going to be more fun? Aren't your relationships going to be better? And guess what happens in the long run? The income comes. Well, then you build the business in the long run. I mean... And we were talking about this before we hit record, that concept of joy, right? Like, yes. if you are building relationships and connecting, that is making this experience more joyful. No one gets into business to have it suck, to, you know, we're, we're not entrepreneurs to have our own grind that we left, you know, in corporate, however that looks for everybody. Sure. We get into this with an idea that we're going to do what we love. We're going to be able to build relationships with people. We're going to be able to create a different lifestyle for ourselves. 100%. The one thing I'll add, just because I'll add one tiny thing because people love it. And I almost wanted to rebrand, but I'd get in trouble. I like to call it the real CDC. The real CDC, Creation Driven Connecting. How can I create and have that drive my connection and think to myself with all the craziness going on in this world, how can the real CDC be how I can help others connect and lead to business? Again, I I almost thought of calling myself the real CDC, but yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) I know they might not let you trademark that though. (laughs) They might stop you there, but You bring up an interesting point. It's something that 
I lead with, with my own clients as well. I really do believe in content marketing and how that pulls in your audience to your business, right? And I'm big on SEO. So creating content that you can optimize and bring in different ways. But that also then means social. That means, you know, repurposing in all these different ways. So that concept of what is the content you're going to create, you know, even starting there and having ideas and then how can you collaborate? Who can you collaborate with? Like, why is it important, right? You bring, you don't have to know everything. And I, and I always say, there's no way we can all know everything anyway, even in your own industry. Like we need each other and I need some people who are experts here so they can bring their knowledge in. So I think that's really having that mindset and understanding helps to set you on this trajectory when you are going in a new path. So you're at your zero. How do I move? What do I want to talk about? Right? That's the question to ask yourself. Who can I bring in to talk about it with me? And if you're at that zero, even the smallest step, that point one, and that point one accumulates and then compound interest. And then you actually get way higher really quickly because you're taking those small steps. It's huge. And that first step can be just one DM, 10 DMs, 20 DMs. I said 10 DMs with a five. And with a five. 10 DMs, <laughs> 20 DMs. That first move can be posting a social media post. I am a marine biologist. And I'd love to start sharing what I've learned with you guys. Would love if you supported me, post a a photo of you and a dolphin. Just the fact you're with a dolphin, you'll go viral. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Just the first step can be telling the world I'm going to do this. And then you're at one. Yeah. It's that public accountability to a certain extent as well. We've talked about here before, like just saying that out loud gets you, all right, I got to come back and report on something. Some people really get caught up in the fact, though, that this has been done before. There are millions of TikTok accounts, right? Like, what do you say to people when they're just getting started and, you know, they have this idea? Of course, you bring your special sauce to it, all of that. But, you know, yeah. How do you not feel like I'm lost in a sea of, I think you even said there's 200 million content creators, right? Like, sure. how do you break through in some of that? Yeah, we already touched on the the simple advice that we talked about. You have your own DNA code. So I have limiting beliefs as well. This sounds like a possible limiting belief. And that's a whole different discussion. I think that the limiting beliefs just going to limit us simply put. Yes, there's a lot of content creators. Yes, there's a lot of competition, but you do have your own DNA code and you have a whole new story that hasn't been told yet. And the person you're going to work with has a story that maybe hasn't been heard yet. So maybe you just start by being a better listener than your competition. Maybe you start by just posting one additional social media post that this competition's not posting. Maybe you start with just being slightly more vulnerable, being slightly different, work that muscle, and you're going to stand out. But beyond just standing out with just doing a little bit more, 
maybe you start just focusing deeply on relationships because let's say there's 200,000 active content creators. I don't consume them all. Do you consume them all? I consume (laughs) like five of them. I scroll past people all the time on LinkedIn, but depends on your business. If your business is oil changes, I actually can't help you. That's like so many, (laughs) that's too much. But if you have a high ticket product of any kind, if you have a product that you don't need 5,000 clients, you don't even 500, in some cases you only need five, why even try to compete with 200,000 people? Why try to compete with Brene Brown or Gary Vaynerchuk? Why try to be someone way up in the sky? Just be the best you. Focus on your relationships that are right in front of you and realize that you don't need 500,000 people loving you to be an incredibly successful business person that almost nobody knows. And a lot of people like that last part. You can be incredibly successful, have the life of your dreams, live a great life and help a ton of people without all of the stuff that makes us feel like an imposter, the limelight, the stress, the pressure. You can now granted, if you want the limelight, stress and pressure, you can do that, (laughs) but you don't have to. All you need in a lot of cases is five incredible clients for a larger agency, 50 of them for a huge team. Maybe you have 500, but you don't need 500,000. You don't need 5 million. So who are the people that you're trying to help? And how do you create affinity with them? And that's all you got to figure out. Doesn't have to be too much more complicated than that. I also love when you talk about in collaborations, that idea of it's mutually beneficial, right? Yes. Like yes. we're here sharing ideas for both of us, right? That's this conversation is for you, for me, for our audiences, both our audiences to share. And some of that too, you can also leverage someone who's a little further along than you. You know, you have those relationships as well. So it's starting to think about too what your asks are. Who are your asks? Like who's in your network? I always tell my clients, I'm like, who do you know? Start with who you know. Like you will be surprised at how many people you know that are already like, you know, I had one client, I was like, you know, that famous person, like we were just talking and he's like, oh yeah, I know him. And I'm like, how, how did we go for two months? And we didn't mention this yet. Right. Which is okay. Yes. And, and we actually let it lie. But I said, those are things to think about. Like who in your network can you just connect with and talk with? Mm. And we ended up with that well-known person instead of, it became a, we didn't leverage it publicly, but we leveraged it privately. I was like, have mm-hmm. a talk with them about this, right? And that gave some really good insight into their next move rather than saying, could you come be on my podcast and we'll use your fame and, and you know, type of thing. It was, why don't you get some ideas from that conversation? You know, so it was leveraged privately. So I think those are even things to think about because we think about creating content and it's always public, but you can leverage your relationships publicly or privately as well. 100%. And Sandra, you just woke me up from my nap because you reminded me of the most important part. And it's something that I've I've been loving on since James Altucher taught it to me. He calls it plus minus equals. 
Your equals are your peers. A lot of times, you don't have anything to sell each other. You're there for collaboration, support, for referrals, community building. A lot of it isn't online, but it's offline and you're building those relationships. Then you've got your mentors, which are pluses. And your mentors are people you're learning from, you're developing from. In a case like you and I, we host podcasts, we can invite them on our podcast and actually learn from them on air and, and just look cool while we learn from someone we would have paid anyways. And then your minus are the people you're mentoring, people that you're the mentor, the people that you're putting your chips and your time on because you see their potential and want to work with them and grow them. And if we don't have numerous plus minus equals mentors, peers, and mentees in our career, we might be missing something there. I haven't done this exercise myself. It just happened to me like I just by chance have a lot of plus minus equals. But let's say you're starting from zero and you want to identify who they are. You can just draw three lines and put together a top 20 list. Or if you can't get to 20, do a top 10 list. Who are the 10 people I want to learn from? You might even doing this exercise realize you already have mentors. But who are my top 10 mentors? Who do I want to learn from? Who are the top 10 peers? How can we support each other and continue to hold each other accountable and actually be mindful about doing this regularly? And then who are the kind of people that I can be a mentor to? And if we want to speak business, these are oftentimes the people I can serve. So you might not be a mentor, mentee, you might be a coach and they might be a client, but who are the people and the kinds of people I can serve? So who can I learn from? Who can hold me accountable? Who can I serve? And if those three buckets are always full, you're always going to have an interesting career. You're always going to have a full pipeline. It just makes working as a business owner, sole proprietor, small business owner, it just, just makes it more fun, in my opinion. That is so actionable and something that we can really do. You know, I keep going back to the concept of you're going to introduce a new service or you want to start a podcast like that is something you can do at the beginning of that journey to say who do i want to follow now that i'm creating a podcast who are the other podcasters that i admire or want to learn from who are people you know you can start filling those buckets and i feel like people find that they need to pivot they hit obstacles in their business and they take different roads. And that helps you really create a community around yourself where you feel like I can do this. I've got support. I've thought this out. It's almost like a little roadmap that you have of your relationships. So I really think that is an amazing tip and so actionable. We'll look at my podcast really simply put. I bring on people that I want to learn from whether or not they're ever going to spend money with me. I bring on other marketers. Oh, is that competition? No, they are peers of mine. They are equals of mine. Other business leaders that I want to learn from, other podcasters that I've been on their show, we collaborate, they're equals. And then I also bring on business owners that oftentimes I can help. I don't know 100% because I don't know the DNA of their business just yet, but I have services that can serve them They're a business owner. My 
community, my audience wants to learn for business owners so I can bring them on a show and let's be transparent. They'd be in the prospect category. Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing in mentors that are going to raise me up and make me look great, raise my reputation, peers that I can learn from and collaborate with, and I'm bringing on prospects. And when you look at it like that, you can launch a podcast. doesn't have to be a podcast, but it could be any endeavor. And if you understand who's on that list, it's a very holistic way to do it. It's not all of just one. It's a little bit of all of them. Yeah, definitely. And I think... You know, the podcast is such a great example of that because yes. it allows you that space to learn from other people, again, practicing that idea that we can't know everything. I mean, I know I sell my services, but I stay in my lane of these items, right? And there are so many other items that complement what I do, and those are who I bring on. I don't want to sell you Facebook ads, right? I'm going to bring my girl on who's going to do that. And really, that she follows it. She's an expert in it now. You know what I mean? She stays on top on top of those things. So, you know, that's such a great example. You know, and then we get into the whole other part of this in terms of relationship building as well is I'm a big fan of word of mouth. Even though we have these digital businesses and we build funnels that, or we do Facebook ads that bring people in, every experience that you create in your business, like that becomes an experience for a referral and to bring another person in. So can we talk a little bit about how that has worked in your business as well? well my, my business is almost all word of mouth, which is humorous because <laughs> I have a marketing company, but I realized over time that I wasn't, a traditional like pay-per-click, like drive traffic marketer, I lean more into the personal branding, social selling, relationship building end of things. I call it marketing for salespeople. Like how can I inject steroids into a tr traditional sales approach of add value, meet people, build relationships, it leads to income. So I don't do a lot of talking about my services. I don't do a lot of talking about case studies or any of this stuff. I just create content and add value and I build relationships with my collaborators that they go out and they become my biggest advocates. So it's kind of word on mouth on steroids that I'm not out asking for referrals everywhere I go. I'm also not sitting no, back yeah. sleeping. I think the best referral is the one you don't yeah. ask for, honestly. Right. Some people, and they've done well, and I don't know if they could do well if they started from scratch and it's just a competitive landscape, but they sit back and just wait for someone to call them. They sit back and just wait for the referral to come. And I don't do that. Mm -mm. I'm out there building relationships, adding value, helping as many people as I can on a daily basis, and then they become your best advocate. And I think that's crucial. It's not traditional marketing. I also think a lot of times you can run an ad and have 100,000 impressions, but there are 100,000 people that are annoyed that you broke up their day. I have 5,000 people that are happy I broke up their day because we had a conversation and added value. So that's my perspective on that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's a time and place for that broader advertising, but again, it gets backed up 
into the follow-up of building that relationship. Again, it's that whole customer journey. What do you want to have happen? Thinking through your process of, I want them, my end goal is the relationship, which will lead to some type of sale. So now I'm going to back out. Whether they come from a Facebook ad or SEO search, then they're coming to this place where I engage with them somehow, whether it's with my content. And that's the start of the relationship building that leads them to this other place at the end goal type of thing. Yeah. You know your stuff. I know that. I do, li- I do like to talk about it, you know? We laugh because, uh, you know, my friends, we would always go out for a drink and like somehow it ends up me being like, I've got your whole business mapped out, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the whole plan for you. When you love what you do, it just comes out as well. I need advice on this from you or anyone listening at home, but I'll be out at a social gathering and someone will be like, what's new or what do you do? And my brain goes like, like all these things light up. And I'm like, do you really want to know? Like (laughs) I have 17 things going on right now, all of which I'm passionate about and all that sound like they're different things, but they all come from a unison center which is my purpose. And it's like, it's hard to explain to people. I'm so passionate that I'm like almost obnoxious and like antisocial because I'm like, uh. Or you sound so elitist. I sell my purpose. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I activate my Someone says what's new. (laughs) Someone says what's new. And I'm like, oh my God, I did six podcasts this week. This week, literally, I'm speaking at a college tomorrow for a teacher that used to be my teacher. Now he's a YouTuber and a teacher. He has like a million followers on YouTube. It's like there's so much going on in my brain and I don't want to sound like an elitist prick, but it's like I'm so passionate about this one thing that it's all I think about. (laughs) It's the only thing. Well, you know, I always think too, it's the evaluate your audience. No, you know, we always say when Mm. you speak, you got to know your audience. So who's coming up and asking you, then you are, you shift that answer a little bit into it. So chameleon. Wow. Well, that's an exciting week. And I do, I do want to mention that, you know, I said it in the beginning of the podcast that you have five, I did 10, five podcasts. And, you know, I love the concept of that because you gave yourself multiple outlets for different conversations. So you have the real business connections where you have people come on and share their stories and you know again the expertise piece that we spoke about. But I also love that you've given yourself these other outlets like Ben's bites. I mean these are snippet conversations, thoughts of whatever Ben wants to talk about from 2 minutes to 40 minutes. I mean he can go on really if he wants to, but for everyone listening, it's permission to do what you want, to create what you want, right? And you're a great example of that. And that's really what the whole concept of Zero to Hero is, is permission to create what you want using your system of connections, collaborations, content, and networking to move yourself to where you want to be in your business. Yeah. Can I maybe upset a couple people for a moment? (laughs) 
there's a common phrase, stop throwing everything at the wall and hoping that it sticks. Yeah. And usually that's followed by you're trying all these things and I actually have the thing that sticks. I have the solution. Stop trying all these things. I have the answer for you. It can manipulate some circumstances. I have the sloppiest wall you'll ever see. There's spaghetti, there's stains, there's all this mess because you look at the podcast as an example. The shortest version I can give is 15-Minute Fridays are short episodes. Ben's Bites are just me. Learn, Speak, teaches long-form international. Rochester Business Connections is local. The ABC Lunch Break is a panel I'm a part of. I'm launching a new segment because they all have their own unique reason. They all have their own audience and they're all, I'm just creative and I like to throw things at walls. And guess what happens if it doesn't stick? You just stop throwing it at the wall. I just want to give people permission to try something new and creative because nothing incredible was made out of just copying someone else's model. At some point, you have to try something different. And the best innovations and the most unique businesses are different. That's my opinion. So anyone who says stop throwing things at the wall, there are times when you need to be told to stop, but at least throw it at the wall once. Well, you need to invest in what you throw at the wall a little bit Mm. to make sure that it can move on. But mm. when you realize it's not what you want and you're throwing something else, agreed. Or you're, that's the insanity. You're doing the same <laughs> thing and expecting a different result. Like eventually you need to realize that it's not going to stick. But <laughs> yeah, but permission granted to everyone yes. to test out those creative ideas. And that quote, you said it so succinctly of, You've got to create your own business and not a carbon copy of someone else's or someone else's ideas. So bring your creative ideas forward and give yourself that freedom. Give yourself that time and you'll move from zero to hero. And hero can mean so many things and it's your own individual meaning of hero too. So thank you for saying that. That's the most important part. Hero can just be another day not drinking. Hero can be just another $10,000. Hero can be just another day where you get to see your children and tell them you love them. Like hero can mean anything you want for you, but don't feel like a zero. Don't be a zero because you're not. That's my opinion. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us and going in depth on your story and your ideas as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Flew by. All right, everyone, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.